Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. Uh, we're here for another episode of uh, uh, Who Wants to Be a 390 Millionaire? Uh, I'm your host, as always. Uh, it's Patty Pat Pat. Um, I fucking, uh, I'm fucking so excited to be here tonight. Um, as always, my wonderful co-hosts have joined me, Mike and Jay, blah, 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 blah. Who wants to go first? Oh, man, I do. I am that I am I am right hyped with that intro. I'm good to go. You continue to serve it up day in and day out. Uh, I am thrilled to be here. I, I missed you guys. Missed you guys a lot, and really excited for our guest. But he's gonna have to wait at least one intro longer because I'm gonna send it to Pelt because I want to know how that guy is doing. Just completely fired up after that. You know, was really tired tonight. Was about to go to bed. We jumped on this and just. Patty Hallwell knows how to fire me up like no one else. Um, it's only been three weeks, so uh, glad we're back and glad we're still all excited and in fresh form. Excited for a guest tonight. Um, excited to maybe just bash on the rest of the league for um, not coming on this show a little bit more. It seems to be a weekly occurrence. Um, our guest is one that I'm quite surprised has actually decided to join us, and I'm surprised some other people haven't joined us, but I'll, I'll save that for now. Um, but otherwise, I'm good, and uh, let's get on with it. Uh, I'll get into I'll get into why I have low energy after I introduce uh, our next piece of shit, uh, Michael Michael Hallwell. How are you? How are you doing, Patrick? Patrick, Mike, Jay, pleasure. And I can now you guys understand what it's like growing up with him. The energy is just always there, and it's just it never stops. He never turns it off. So no, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. I'm glad. Uh, you know, you guys delayed putting out some episodes to meet my schedule. We had to push it out three weeks, but I really appreciate you guys accommodating me. Really nice. Okay, back to me. Um, I'm I'm irritated with the league, and I'm irritated with the league because we accidentally skipped two weeks worth of episodes, and nobody said diddly boo about it, and that's fucked up because that tells me one of two things: one, we just don't have people listening, which like. Hey, assholes, I'm giving up my free time to do this stupid fucking podcast for you and you won't even tune in. Fuck you. And I'll say that to your face. So don't come to Brooks. Um, but the other the the other alternative is that you are listening and you're just not engaging with with our like content and it's 2022 and like we're all working jobs like Jay, Mike and, and, and Mike, we're all talking about how much they hate their job before we went live. And um, I like, I don't hate my job. I love my job. Uh, I think I, I was telling these guys, like, I think I work harder than all three of them put together. But um, the thing, the thing that, that would piss me off is if you're listening and then not engaging, it's 2022. Like we could make a career out of this, but the people who are listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume have less than half a brain. Like we must just be dealing with like dumb idiots who get like you sexual, get sexually overhoused by a rock. A teenage girl made fun of Hallwell at work today and got just a little too no, close girl, to the truth. No, girl, I know. <laughs> no. Something I made fun of. Deeper I made fun of her. I made fun of her. There's, there's something deeper here. Let's just scrap the outline. Uh, Pat, do you want to just talk about your feelings? This is a safe place. No, I just think it's fucking horseshit that these bozos in the league don't fucking engage with us. And Mike, you were you were talking oh, about yeah. it off the top. Yeah. We like we literally it's like pulling teeth with these buttheads sometimes to try and just get them onto the podcast. This is a friggin' privilege. What other fucking league are they in where they do a weekly podcast? It's horseshit. 
And I wish I had the fantasy team to teach them all a lesson. But as my record clearly indicates, I don't. And that fucking riles me up. Love the passion. Love the passion. We took a 180 there. there. 180 from the start of the episode. I think that was the same spiel that he said to that teenage girl today. <laughs> That's the second time he said all of that. It did feel a little rehearsed. It worked the first got- time and it'll work. It worked this time. <laughs> oh man. It is true though. We have had zero engagement zero talk of the podcast. It's a little bit disappointing, but um, Jimmy did just hand me the numbers. Uh, we have consistent 12 to 16 plays from day one this season. So, I mean, last time I checked, six teams win, six teams lose. That means it's 12 teams in the league. That means pretty much everyone's listening. I guess we've got a guest, so we can ask him. Mike, uh, what's your average, you know, listening number per week? I mean, like, I listen to you guys once. I definitely don't uh, <laughs> replay you. I will say, though, there was... There are a couple I like to replay. Normally the ones where I get ranked incredibly low in your rank is usually mm-hmm. the pre-draft, mm-hmm. pre and post-draft. I like to just kind of go back and, and, and stew. But uh, I will say on average, I'm probably like 0.9 because sometimes I don't finish. <laughs> but uh, Ayo. They've got medication for that you know nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> this guy fucks. Well, that's what we want, though. We want all of the league members to listen once, and those numbers would indicate that everyone is listening once, or maybe 0.9 times, and it's rounding up to 12. I don't know. Um, but to your point, Hallwell, it might just be that no one's engaging with us, which means, like, are they just going through the motions and being like, oh, I guess I should listen to this because I'm in this league, and then just not, like, not saying not anything? Neville. Ne- the, the podcast is but, like ne- the best but, thing about Neville's week. True. What do you mean engage with you? What do you want us to do? I subscribe to you on on Spotify. Is there another option? Can I do something else that helps you guys out here? Like um, when we ask, when we ask questions in the chat, yeah. respond. Like that's that's literally it. In the three in the WhatsApp chat. Oh yeah. no, the other chat. What the fuck, dude? Man, you guys, <laughs> this, I, for everyone listening right now. Maybe, maybe the entire league, maybe not. Maybe someone who just listens to a lot. It's very tense on this call. And we'll I'm be not honest. Lie. It feels like this it, is not a great way to get guests <laughs> following this episode. Like I feel like the, the I feel like we've had a couple of guests. I think that's going to dry up even further <laughs> from this point onwards. Well, we weren't we weren't reaching from the deepest pool. I'll tell you that. So if this is the scum i don't know why i said scum that's very <laughs> the scum we're bringing on um yeah i guess i'm a, I, I don't know Fuck yeah no it. the next time we put the invite in the chat we'll just say hey scum why don't you be on the podcast with us you you horse shits but i'll give you a quick example on engagement also mike we haven't dropped one in three weeks and no one said shit so that right there is a sign Someone could have said, hey, you know, where's the podcast? Or, hey, when are you doing you know, the podcast? Or, I missed the podcast. Listen, I'll tell you, I noticed. However, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Because I don't want to give you guys that satisfaction. So that's knowing it. That I, knowing that I like to throw that on on Thursdays. Which also brings me to another point. Countless times, you guys have called me out for not setting my lineups. Like, I don't know what you guys normally work on, what, Wednesdays or Thursdays? Uh, typically tonight. Yeah, Wednesdays. Like, Man, I got shit to do. Sometimes I do a waiver wire and I don't get to put them online. And I get an automatic fucking L yeah. on the week. Awesome. But like, come on, give me a break here. We'll say, also- guys, to jump on Mike's point here, it's a tough economy right now. Guys. Inflation's going up, right? Russia, Ukraine, what's going on there? Anti-Semitism. You know, what's Kyrie, Kyrie Irving up to? Like, there are things that take our attention. And so sometimes, yeah, we can't set our lineups right away. So I do think it's something that Mike, Mike makes a really great point. We, sh- we should bring that into our considerations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people uh, are working probably like at least like half of a job. Hall knows all about this. And so, you know, no, they uh, have the time. I'm wagging my finger. They have the time. <laughs> and so I just think, yeah, we need to be a little bit more thoughtful to some of uh, our league members. So we should like consider world events as we do our predictions week in and week out and wonder what's happening in everyone's lives. That's exactly it. You know, I mean, Gertie just came up with a second kid and Neville has told us all how bad of an idea that was Mm -hmm. from his perspective. So there's a lot going on for everyone, right? 
just something to think about. That's fair. This has been a great intro. It's been spirited. From where we started to where we got to, I, uh, woo, yeah, I'm feeling it. Um, Okay, well, Mike, you said it earlier, six teams won, six teams lost. Um, That is also true for the previous two weeks. Mm -hmm. So I guess in total, 18 teams have won. 18 teams have lost. No, 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 no. Over over the last 21 days. No, 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 no. That's no, not. That, well, that that math does add up. No, it sure doesn't. It, um, there are only it, 12 teams in the league. There's no possible way for 18 teams to have won in the past three weeks. Yeah, can, I'm going to tell you. I don't even think that you can say six I'm not, three times. Six teams won and six teams lost. That you can say that. That's fine. But that's 18. That's where I got. 18. No, no, no. no. You're saying 18 teams won. Is this the math podcast? Uh, I'm just saying you, you came in real hot and spirited, and now you're just absolutely failing your math courses. Hey, just co-host. like that teenage girl who made fun of you earlier today. Co-host, why don't you take a backseat and let uh, Daddy drive this boat? Okay? Sure, yeah. No, misinformation is not a problem in today's <laughs> world. I thought we were going to consider global events, but you go ahead. Uh, Fuckboy bowl update. Uh, week five, um, I retained the fuckboy crown over Andre. However, week six, Nolan was to take it. Uh, and then in week seven, it changed hands again, going to um, the Swedish fish. But then England somehow in the notes here. I'm, I'm lost in these oh notes. God. Does anybody want to? Uh, yeah, read? the Swedish fish lives in England. So he brought the crown to England <laughs> with him where he Is lives. He in England now? Jesus. I thought he was in Sweden. Retained it through week eight against the original fuckboy winner Suds, and now excitingly, um, the fuckboy uh, 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 crown with Swedish Fish, who lives in England, is going up against fuckboy team Curtis this week. So uh, the crown is back up for grabs. We could have a, a team and crown residing in the exact same place for fuckboy. That's fuck crazy. Squared. When did when did he uh, fuckboy squared? That's great. That's back to math. It is the math podcast. Uh, when did he move to England? While ago. Yeah, maybe we should we we'll develop maybe like a, a working section of the podcast of maybe where does it's Danish like, live now? <laughs> Could be its own segment. I, yeah. I I don't know. I thought he was in Sweden. I know he's Egyptian. Well, I, maybe, like I, it's a great idea. Maybe we can have a know your league mates section. We'll just feature <laughs> one league mate every week, and we'll we'll tell everyone about their whole entire lives. I'm into, Great it. Idea. I'm into it a lot. I'm, into I'm it honestly a lot. feeling it. So good. Uh, we're going to do standings check because this is the way I roll. Uh, we go to the cheeseburger locker division. We got Ryan sitting in second place overall at six and two. We have our wonderful guest tonight, uh, Flacaroni and Cheese, sitting at five and three at fourth place. Uh, our commissioner, New Dad, uh, at four and four, and uh, Redact Pitch Dak the Nolan enterprise also at four and four um, in ninth place overall. I'd I'd love to talk about that. The thing to me is it's crazy. I, when, when did Ryan jump out to six and two? I, you know, I was looking the last time we did this podcast, uh, he was barely over 500 and he just looked like he was in the thick of it with Mm. everyone else. I know my brother in arms, Michael Hallwell is furious looking at the point scored totals to see where things have lined up. But you look at his uh, Ryan streak here. He's won six straight. He started zero and two. And we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, looking at, the history of who got in the playoffs, who won. Some of these O for teams were bound to make strides, and Ryan has made those strides. He's got $69 on the waiver wire budget. Nice. And it looks like he's going to be a contender here. It looks like he's right up there. And, and, and yeah, he's uh, someone who I was not initially worried about. Gentlemen, I am worried. Hell yeah, there's some, there's some strong teams in that division. Maybe uh, guest Mike, uh, Brother Hallwell, would you um would you like to maybe comment on the the competition in your division uh, being second yeah. place? It's tough. I mean, like for the most part, um, like Nolan, I don't know, Nolan's Nolan, so he's kind of not really a factor. But Ryan also did surprise me because, um, uh, to be honest, like I even to this day I still don't don't really like his team, like. I think he's. Uh, I think he's getting some lucky wins. He got a win against me. I probably pulled off some luck myself, but uh, due to some 
master GM in trading when certain QBs are injured. And mm. I'm a, I'm feeling really good in the division, but I will say it's tough. Like every, like Jay, you're honestly, I think I'm probably more worried about Jay's team than Ryan's. I'm actually not worried about Ryan's at all. Um, I think he's had some good weeks and I don't know. It's really interesting because you were the one that brought Ryan into the league, and it sounds like there's been quite a falling out between you two with just those last comments. Yeah, we don't talk. We don't talk anymore. Mm. There's some other shit that went down. So, shit, fuck. I'm still not yeah. convinced Ryan exists. Personally, he, he is real. He's very funny. Okay. I actually, uh, I, I actually enjoy his humor a lot. But mm. apparently, Michael does not anymore. So, oh, well, he doesn't exist in my world. So, he, okay. does he exist? In my world? I don't know. Oh, suck upon it, Ryan. Straight from God's mouth to your ears. Uh, we'll go to the next division, Unwanted Champions. Uh, that is uh, that is mine and Pelt's uh, division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pelt is leading it um, by virtue of points four at four and four. Uh, Swedish Fish is second in that division. Um, and Gertie is third in that division, uh, also with four and four. They they comprise the five, six, seven uh, rankings in out of the whole league. So two, two of uh, division members would make playoffs in this one. I um, coming in last in the division. Um, I'm 10th overall. I'm at three and five. And you're like, you're probably saying to yourself, Pat, your season's over. Da, 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 da. And listen, I've said those words to myself too, but I'm also looking at it being like, Hey, I'm, I'm two games out of like the outright lead of that division. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of still have a shot. Like there's still games left. So um, I'm still not very confident, but I also, I think, I think there's still games to play. So that's where I'm at. Mike, how, what would you, uh, what would you say about our division? Yeah, I think it's gotten obviously a lot tighter than I wanted it to. I was hoping over the last couple of weeks I could pull away and, you know, you see my points for total in, uh, leading this division. And I think third overall in the league, tough to sit at four and four, a couple losses in a row, including one to Mike this past week, which was supposed to be a defensive battle in Dallas with Dallas and Chicago turned into a fucking shootout and just completely destroyed me. Um, still feel good with where I'm at. I still like, you know, right when you think you've got Gertie buried, he's one and four, he comes back with three wins in a row. I'll say it on this podcast till we, till I die. He's still got to make a move. He complains about not being able to make a move, but his team is struggling much like Mike says with Ryan's team. I don't like Gertie's team, but we said that last year and Gertie won the goddamn championship. Um, so you always got to watch out for it. And I never underestimate Paul wall sitting back there at three and five and one game back. It's just like an- anything can happen. The thing I like about my team and my record right now is three and zero in the division. Cause that could be a tiebreaker down the line, but I'd like to have a cushion going into those final three games. So We'll see. Not feeling super confident, but not uh, not ready to jump off the cliff yet. And then our... Oh, Jay, I skipped you. I skipped you in the cheeseburger locker. I'm so sorry. I kind of said my piece. Jay talked. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I thought I fucked up. Suffering Whoa. from memory loss and... Uh... <laughs> uh, Victor and Victims. Uh, this division leading up to, leading, living up to its namesake as we have Hot dog in a hallway. Neville's team at six and two. Ty uh, uh, has the overall lead uh, by virtue of points four again. Uh, we have Suds at three overall with three toes and an ass cheek at five and three. Then we got Fuckboy, Curtis, and Chubby for Chubba number number one at one and seven. Where it, it's a tale. It's a tale of uh, two teams here. Uh, we've got some four great- actually. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. We've got um, some great leaders uh, of the whole league in, in, in Neville and uh, uh, and Suds, but we also have we also have Curtis and Andre fighting for the calendar at the moment too. Um, I don't know. Does that does anybody have any any piece they want to say on this? Do they? Uh, Did Andre maybe take our advice a little bit too? aggressively this year we said make some moves but you see 24 moves and he's one and seven like you should stick with your team a little bit and maybe like have some faith but it seems like he's just like swapping this piece swapping this piece it's like a fucking uh value village here um so yeah i don't know that's a real struggle for him curtis oh you gotta wonder i think every year we think curtis is doing okay and then he just finds his way to the bottom of the titanic and uh he seems to be 
fighting for that toilet bowl. So rough go. Wouldn't expect anything less from Neville and Suds. Uh, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, I, I mean, Curtis, I, I I remember his the end of his first season in the league. He he was winless, I think, except going into playoffs and um we we all were just like you can do this you can do this buddy well we're like we're a few seasons in and it's like are you gonna show us something are you gonna are you gonna give us something that we can say hey yeah we're like we're proud that you're in the league like i honestly when i when i'm talking to strangers and i'm, I'm talking about 390 and just like the caliber of uh player it is uh, i definitely don't mention curtis i say hey curtis he's we got some other guys like you're you're the other guys, Curtis, if you don't get that. I do mention Andre, though, because I do think it's hilarious that he a founding member is one in seven in a, in a season that uh, that means something. Now. A quick note, sorry, on Curtis last week, specifically A.J. Brown's performance wasn't enough for him to beat you whole, which was wild. And I, I never was worried about that. No? I never had any okay. tip that I that AJ Brown's three touchdown game was. Uh, <laughs> I saw it actually coming. I, th- I I was like, oh yeah, that's that's definitely happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just didn't worry about it. So pretty pretty smooth on my end. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, those are the standings. That's a good that's a good breakdown. Um. I just want to say we're seeing a full spectrum of Pat's emotions, like just revved up, but then also like that inner peace that he can just pull out of a uh, pull out of his ass. It's real, <laughs> it's real special. This yeah, is Thanksgiving dinner at the Hallwell household for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It starts with the appy, and he is furious. Oh uh, yeah, and that is that is so true. Actually, that is <laughs> I wasn't lying. So true. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to waiver wire. Um. Mike, fuck it. Pelt, you're on you're on waiver wire duty. Wow. Jump well, in. Thank you. First I'd like to say this is the Wendy's Wavered Wire and Tim Horton's Trade Center. We gotta include our sponsors here. And a quick update from League member Curtis actually. He tried the Wendy's Baconator for breakfast. Says go for it all the way. It is delicious. Um, but don't get the coffee. Stop somewhere else to get a coffee. So get the baconator, skip the coffee, and Wendy's is good. No problem, Curtis. I'm made of fucking time. I can stop at multiple restaurants for breakfasts. No problem, buddy. <laughs> Probably works half a job. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, waiver wire. So we've got a few things to catch up on. We, you know, we listed a couple here. Um, don't know if, Mike, you have access to this document or not. It doesn't really matter. Uh, just be speak out of your ass anyway. Um, but we've got some moves going back all the way to, I believe, the 22nd. Um, that, you know, were pretty significant in the league. First one I'll bring up is from that date, the 22nd. Melvin Gordon went for $43 to Chubba, Chubby for Chubba. So I don't even remember him being out there. Hallwell, did you not have Gordon? You dropped him? I did. This was after the Thursday nighter where um, he didn't play in the second half. Oh, okay. And I picked up, I picked up Latavius Murray. I think this is actually like, the last episode we did, we talked about mm-hmm. that, the reasoning. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was just like, yeah, I'll let Gordon go. Not a problem. So then Andre went and blew half his load on him. And I don't know, that's clearly worked out for him. He's one and seven. So a uh, great move. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan last week picked up Sam Ellinger in Indianapolis, $79 hairs. Uh, a lot of money going out there. But Gertie wasn't far behind, 71 And then Jay, they're one in a 58 smooth. Um, what did you think of Eleanor and did you like Nolan's move? I think, um, you know, a couple, maybe two weeks before this, uh, uh, Hallwell put in for PJ Walker, uh, uh, a, a very substantial amount. Quarterbacks have been up and down, you know, getting benched, getting injured. And otherwise it's become quite a premium in this league. I myself had to ship out, um, not a, a considerable sum, but a Rashad white, um, for an Andy Dalton, a couple of weeks back to have that QB play. And that worked out really, really well for me. Andy Dalton decided to go off for almost 30 points out of nowhere. Um, but QBs are expensive. And so when a, a team says, Hey, we're ready to move on to the, the young guy, not due to an injury, Obviously, we found out maybe in part due to an injury, but he's going to be the guy the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. 
it's not a guaranteed massive point getter every single week, right? But if he finds his footing in a couple of weeks, all of a sudden maybe uh, we know that he's a bit of a scrambly boy, um, and that's always good on the fantasy side. So um, hard to put a number on a, a, basically a guaranteed starter, excepting I think week 14 Colts have their buy, if that if I'm right on that. Um, but you have a guaranteed starter essentially for the next rest of the year, assuming no injury. So um, a big price point, as you see, you know, there's a couple of other people waiting in the wings to try and snipe him. So even if it costs you your fab for the year, uh, that's a QB. So um, don't mind it, uh, understand it. Uh, and honestly, obviously a little bit sad, didn't I? I didn't get him myself. But Dalton, by all accounts, is going to play this week, which covers my bye week. So maybe I didn't need him in, in, mm-hmm. in the end anyways. Save that fab. It's worth a lot at the end of the year, right? That's what we always Absolutely. tell people. Yeah. So hang on to it. Hang on to it tight. Um, mm-hmm. The next couple moves here with Chase Edmonds, Rondell Moore, Cincinnati defense. Um, nothing too exciting. Um, let's get to Kenyon Drake, you know, our very own guest here, picking him up for ten bucks. Uh, my offer was next at four dollars because I've said I've spent said fab bu- budget. I personally love the move, but I'd love to throw it to M. Hallwell to uh, give us a breakdown on why he's going to win the championship because of this move. Yeah, well, listen, Baltimore fans, so a little biased, but I'm going to be completely honest with you guys here. I am, I don't know if there's a term for this, but it's called getting, I'm getting bi week fucked, and I really needed a running back. So it pretty much came down to uh, the only guys on the waiver were were Drake, and uh, and then I was considering Hines, but again, I was like, the Buffalo backfield is just a, is just a mess right now. So, you know, I like Kenyon Drake. I think, uh, you know, Baltimore, obviously, they love to the, to move the rock on the ground. And um, I don't know. Honestly, this was a Hail Mary move. In terms of the money I spent, I never know how much to spend. But I just know this week I was like, I need to get it. I don't think people are going to be dropping a lot of cash on them. But I was like, 10, I feel like we'll just, we'll definitely get it for me. Uh, and I didn't, I don't, you guys have seen me with my fab budgets in the past. I. I'm very all over the map with this. I think, uh, you know, my worst purchase ever, I think might have been last, was it last year or maybe two years ago? I want to say it was uh, Foles. Nick Foles. I think I spent like 90 bucks. Oh, on yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sorry, just to, I just, I, some interesting stuff going on. And I don't want to jump ahead, but are you guys going to talk about trades here in a second? Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's why- of course. The Tim Hortons. The Tim Hortons Trade Center. I, okay. Fuck. I'm going to segue into this because there's some interesting action on here in the wires. And I, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Um, Neville. Neville picked up Heinz on October 28th. I think this was obviously before, uh, well before the trade announcement. He then proceeded to drop him for Sam Darnold on the 30th, two days later. Mm. He then made the trade to, uh, who did he trade? He traded Curtis for David Montgomery, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neville also reached out to me, and I'm sure he fucking spammed the whole league with bullshit, whatever. So, of course, I go back to him. I said, you're giving me digs if you want. He wanted Kareem Hunt for me, so I just <laughs> I trolled him and said I want digs. He politely declined. But I'm one, I want to know, do you think he regrets dropping Hines and what he would have made that move for Montgomery? Because uh, I like DJ Moore. I think he's I think he's been had a, a pretty slow start to the year, but yeah, I don't know if I trade him for Montgomery. Yeah, I, I love this deal for Curtis. I think I don't know if I said it in the chat, but I think I said it to Curtis um, via texty text. Um, I thought it was a great move for him. I I don't like Montgomery's upside, especially with Herbert. You know, averaging many more yards per carry there, slowly maybe taking over that backfield. Um, this is one actually where I regret not making the move. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Neville offered me DJ Moore for Drake London like week three, but Drake London looked like he was about to like just keep that train rolling all year, right? Mm. He looked like the focal point of the offense. So I look back on how much we've started rushing the ball, and I wish I would have done that move, but a uh, great trade for Curtis here, in my opinion. Uh, that That's some good investigation there, Mike. Uh, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, great work. Really good. Jimmy better watch out. Trying to bring value, boys. 
I love it. So the other the other waiver wire, the last I guess last two to quickly touch on. Uh, Minnesota defense. Talk about inflation. Gertie's paying six bucks. I set the bar at three. I told you guys that was the new marker. Gertie's trying to make a new marker at six. Uh, no one cared because no one else bid more than zero. Um, so congrats, Gertie. You got many for six. But again, I like that I got in his head. He was like, shit, I got a bid higher. So that, that was the game plan, and uh, we achieved it. Um, the other one, I picked up Heinz for three bucks. Just basically need a flex play this week. I'll probably stick him in there, or Jeff Wilson. We'll see how I'm feeling. Uh, but nothing too exciting there. Any other comments on the wire before we go over to the trades? No, sir. I think we're good to go. All right. We talked DJ Moore and David Montgomery. Um, another move that I quite liked uh, was Gertie getting Rashid White for Andy Dalton. And I think I actually like this move for both sides. Jay, you mentioned it. Um, Dalton filled in your bye week well. I don't think Gertie was ever going to start Dalton. Um, and he gets Rashid White, who maybe becomes relevant towards the end of the year. And if Gertie were to make the playoffs, that could become a move. Um, so don't mind it for either side there. Do you guys have any thoughts on this one? I'll throw a little context on this bad boy. I mean, white is, he's pretty much good for almost about five fantasy points on average over the past number of games. And so Gertie and I danced around a little bit. He came to me knowing I was going to need some QB help, um, uh, somewhat humorously. And obviously initially we were talking, I tried to get Matt Ryan, but he said it was a no-go. Uh, and so it really kind of came out to us waiting to find out whether Dalton was going to play or not. You guys might remember that this was a trade that happened probably half an hour, maybe an hour before the Thursday nighter mm -hmm. with New Orleans. So I just needed to know he was actually going to play. Uh, once I had that confirmation, um, we were kind of looking at possibly some other things, but there wasn't anything that was moving it for him. So um, uh Made the deal, and again, uh, knew it was expensive, but looking at the matchup, it was a winnable matchup, and so uh, put, uh, yeah, took Dalton just to have those points, um, and then ended up obviously kind of really lucking out with Dalton's game there. So, uh, yeah, a, a deal I'm happy with, even though I, it felt a little bit expensive for me, um, but but after Dalton's initial uh, game, um, no worries, especially if he puts up a pointer uh, this week as well. Uh, my my point I want to I just want to clear up is it Rashid White or is it Rash Rashad White? I've always said Rashad White. I don't know if I've heard anybody say anything about it. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. if it's Rashad White, Mike, you've been saying it wrong. Jeez, I'm that's a great point. That's a really good point. Should I like apologize on Twitter? The listeners, all fucking two listeners that we have on this podcast. If you go back. <laughs> Um, the three minutes or so, uh, it, Mike was saying R Rashid. Rashid White. Like, what the fuck? Sorry, guys. I'm what trying to run an entire segment with like a million players that I'm going to keep track of. I apologize oh. if I get my pronunciation a little bit off from time to time. Okay. Oh, don't worry. It's just one of the earliest skills we learn as human beings on is how to speak. Well, forgive Jeez. me. Okay? Sounds right. like the dessert is a little bit late coming out. We've gone full circle. He's back to being <laughs> fucking <laughs> Oh, man. Um, the move I was involved with, and the, you know Neville's making a lot of moves here. I moved Amon St. Brown, which we haven't talked about since in the last couple of weeks, straight up for Kenneth Walker, which is looking like a straight up fantastic move for me. That negotiation was painful as hell. Um, and not because it was painful between Neville and I, Neville was waiting for someone else in the league to answer on another deal before he would accept my deal. And it literally was like a day and a half in limbo, and I really wanted this deal to happen. I targeted Walker as soon as I decided I needed to move in for the run a running back. Um, thankfully, he actually valued Walker as his fourth RB below Fournette, Kamara, and Brees, which to me, I was like, cool, perfect, because that's who I want. Um, anyways, he sent this... He's like, I would do a mall, maybe, or something like that. I know, he said, I would do a mall. And I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And you know is he like, French? Yeah, he is. Amal. Uh, uh, is he Rashid in oh. Amal? <laughs> like, what is going on, Mike? What's your deal? Just trying to tell a story, guys. My last name is Peltier. I am French. Were you so. in Paris for the past two weeks? Is that where you've been? <laughs> so I sent the deal to Neville. We'll get back to the story. 
Uh-huh. And you know when you just like convince yourself that like this is the deal that's going to like push you over the top and you're excited about it and he's already said he's going to accept it. I was about to go to bed and then he's like I got to sleep on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a the classic Neville maneuver. Well, so I wake up in the morning and I'm like, "Hey, it's going to be accepted. Whatever. Neville's up early." No, nothing till 11 a.m. I message him. Oh yeah, I'm just waiting to hear from so and so. If this deal doesn't go through, I'm going to accept yours. And you know when you want to push on it, but you're also like, I think this deal is so great for me, I don't want to, like, fumble it? That is yeah. kind of, like, what I was just, like, balancing at the time. Anyways, took another day and a half till it finally got fucking accepted, but I'm um, super happy with it. Best trade of the year by far. Uh, yeah, I think it's a... I, I think this is post-injury, so... um or post injury for uh, yeah. uh, Penny, uh, I I, yeah. I think it's definitely I, I like running backs. If you can switch wide receivers into running backs, I think that's a good a good move. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say. And then I don't know. I'll just toss these up to you guys. If you guys want to chat about them, the Stafford for Wilson deal. Jay, you and Curtis pulled that off. And then the. Uh, the big blockbuster with Nolan and Neville. I don't know if we got to talk about this on the pod um, or not. Uh, Tannehill mm-hmm. going for Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and Trubisky. So I guess let's open the floor. And uh, if you guys want to talk about any of those. I'll just say the Wilson for Stafford got me out of um, both QBs being on bye week uh, the same time. Both QBs underperforming and kind of hoping that one of them is going to find their way out. So a solid deal that, uh, yeah, Curtis was, uh, was, uh, um, uh, happy with, we were happy with. And then on the, the, the Neville Nolan deal, it's just, uh, it's just insane. Yeah. I, I mean, Hopkins is looking like, uh, like, like Hopkins of old. So, Oh, that fucking end zone catch uh, on the weekend. Yeah. Jesus. There's like, it's the guy, it was perfect coverage. And he's, yeah. just, he's just his his catch radius is insane. Like I'm looking at this straight now, it's fucking trash. Like, like this is why Nolan is not a threat, and I don't think ever will be a threat. Goddamn. Like, <laughs> I just think he's shit, and you know why I think he's shit? Because I don't even know what character he said I was in the movie when he was on and the whatever <laughs> podcast she had him on. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why. Yeah. Oh, so it's a personal attack. <laughs> Listen, personal. I'm not going to get into it, but let's say I don't talk to Ryan anymore, and I don't talk to Nolan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we may have the name of our podcast with that one. Um, but yeah, I think that that sums up all the trades. We are uh, we are going a little bit late, so I do want to sort of uh, encourage. Uh, hasty analysis moving forward mm-hmm. so let's move mm-hmm. on to our next section which is the rumor mill presented by carl's jr mm-hmm. so just two quick uh, tidbits for you there's actually not much much like this podcast has gone quiet the sources um aren't feeding too much info into the tunnel these days um so one is uh danish falls asleep in the middle of trade negotiations and just stops answering but i don't think that's necessarily new um but someone did want me to point that out on the podcast in case Danish listens to this podcast or cares. Not sure on either note. Um, second is, uh, you know, source saying at least one person in the league has COVID. And, you know, that's just a really, like, are we the health department here? Um, like, why are we counting COVID? Do we, do we have test results? Do we have, like, a 3% positive rate? Um, so just a little tidbit, if you care, that someone has COVID. That, that, that definitely sounds like a... Uh, um a breach some sort of like mm. medical information mm-hmm. breach so i hope whoever's reporting that gets the help they need like what the hell but uh yeah we'll move on to our next section which is big mary's weekly predictions quick update for everybody in the league uh i am still in the lead with my pickums i'm 14 and 10 pelt is 13 and 11 and jay is 11 and 13 um and that brings us to uh our analysis so mike our first matchup is uh andre versus nolan break it down for us all right i feel like i've done a lot of talking here on this podcast you have you've been jabbering all night long (laughs) and this is going to be a great episode because everybody loves hearing you talk about stuff (laughs) 
Well, thank you. Even if that was sarcastic, I'll take it as a compliment and sleep well tonight. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> All right. We got uh, Chubby for Chubba number one versus uh, Redak, the Nolan dynasty. Um, this one's a little interesting because I, I believe Nolan is hurting a little bit because of buys at the moment. Uh, he's got Barkley, uh, Deontay Johnson. Those are really the two big pieces he's got sitting out. Um, gives Andre a bit of a window here. He's got Kyler Murray and Mac Jones up against Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill. I'm um, going to give this slightly to Nolan. Uh, I think anytime you've got Josh Allen there, um, you can't really go against that. Uh, when I look at the receivers, Pittman, Dubes, or Dobbs. See, that's the one I don't understand the pronunciation on. I would say Dubes. The commentators say Dobbs. Yeah, and it is Dobbs. Why? Well, that is how he's requested his name be said. Okay. So, but if I'm reverting to reading and pronunciation, as you call it. um, Yeah. For everybody who's not watching us on our Zoom chat, uh, Pelt did the quotation marks around reading. (laughs) Like it's something that he doesn't necessarily believe in, like global warming. Exactly. Exactly. Glad I got my message across there. Um, Pittman, Dobbs, and Davis versus Evans, Samuel, and Moore. Um, I think this is an easy flip for Nolan. I don't really love either side of the coin here. Mike Evans against the Rams. You know, he Rams and the Bucks are both one of those teams. You never know what's going to happen. So, giving it again to Nolan. I think you know you see where I'm going with this matchup. But I do give Andre the slight nod on the running back side. He's got Cook and Hubbard. So if Hubbard plays. Um, they would outscore Singletary and McKinnon, in my opinion. And uh, tight end, Hawkinson, newly acquired by Minnesota, up against Everett, still give that to Nolan. So I think Nolan takes this one. Unfortunately, Andre is going to go to 1-8, and eight, but he's got a chance with the buys. It could be closer than we think, and he's projected to lose as of now. Um, Jay, you've got the next matchup. It's number one versus number two and Ryan versus Neville. Um, across the board, we've got Neville taking this one. Uh, why is that? Well, let's look at the buy situation. Um, Ryan is not too hindered by the buy. Only Chase Edmonds now on Denver uh, on the buy for him. It is Neville actually who's got the buy issue. So Kenny Pickett, his number two QB, uh, is on the buy. Um, obviously, uh, he's got the tight end Dustin Schultz also on buy in San Francisco D, which is no big deal. So let's look at the tail of the tape. Um, they're projected both at one fifteen, which is pretty interesting since. Neville doesn't have a second QB playing. So we look at the QBs, Tom Brady against the Rams, and then Zach Wilson, who uh, still put up like 19 points, even with those brutal, brutal interceptions on the weekend. But he is going up against Buffalo, and I do not think that Buffalo is going to be very kind to him. On the other side, just Lamar Jackson, and it's actually David Montgomery in the super flex spot for Neville. Um, And so initially, you're kind of like, okay, well, you got to give it to Ryan. But Hold your horses, because when it comes to the wide receivers, Ryan is trotting out Brennan Cooks, Adam Thielen, and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, who uh, obviously played a little bit, had a setback during the bye week, and so he is not at 100%. He may play, but even if he does, they're going to keep him on a pitch count because he just hasn't been able to shake the hammy in uh injury on the other side neville is coming out with a brand new d hop and as we just talked about he looks every bit as ready and rested uh, as he should stefan Diggs against a very very tough uh, jets secondary to be fair but then the sun god saint brown as well come down to the uh, running backs neville trotting out camara who uh, probably won't score uh, three TDs again, but uh, it is Kamara time. I don't think they're going to slow down with him at all. And he's got Fournette as well versus Mostert and Mixon, who um, Mostert should be fine, but Jeff Wilson Jr. backing him up now. There could be a little bit of change of how they run their RBs after trading for him. Uh, Mixon, I don't see any issue going against Carolina. So all in all, and we shouldn't say uh, the flex spot is Algier, uh, should be okay, no big problems for Nev, but the king, Derrick Henry, um, for Ryan. So it's going to be a close, close one. I think we're picking Neville because even though he doesn't have the QB going, he is still uh, ranked uh, at 115, projected at 115, just like Ryan is. I don't think Zach Wilson's, I think Zach Wilson's going to get negative points like that. Just, ugh, ugh, ugh. 
and uh, Keenan Allen and those wide receivers are going to let Ryan down in the end. A hot dog in a hallway takes the win. Just to add on to the Keenan Allen stuff, he said that he's not coming back until he's like 100%. Because uh, I think the pitch count kind of affected mm-hmm. the health, the health of his uh, his hamstring or whatever he's dealing with. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't think it's a sure thing that he plays. I think your analysis is spot on. Good, good work, uh, brother Mike. You've got my matchup versus Suds. Um, please tell me why Suds is going to mop the floor with me this week. I got okay. Let me find you here. Well, Patty Boy. Well, right out of the gate, you haven't set your lineup, so automatic loss. <laughs> Duh. It's true. Right. It's very true. I didn't. No, I didn't serve Smith and tight end spot. Someone, not even oh, someone on a buy. Someone in the IR, but. Oh yeah, that that a guilty. Oh Absolutely my! Guilty. And you don't have anyone. Okay, I see why you didn't set it. Your entire bench is fucking <laughs> IR on bye weeks, man, or just like not playing. <laughs> yeah, listen. I don't know. Is there anything need to be said here? Like, uh, listen. I love. Uh, I can't even give you McCaffrey, man. He's on the bye. Shit. Um, <laughs> sir, man, you're fucked. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I don't think there's even one matchup you win. Uh, you know, Heineke is a funny one. He was kind of weirdly good last year, like good enough, but you just don't have the supporting cast to get by. I think says is going to mop here. It's not even a question. I, I agree. My team is in, this is, this was my tough bye week. Um, as, as evidenced by my, my bench. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in absolute trouble. I like, I am. This isn't good. This isn't good. When I need to be stacking wins, right? My players are like, "No, we need a, we need a break." It's like, what have you done this season? You've just lost. The story story, uh, is literally as Mike Hallwell, his brother, was uh, pointing these things out. Did Pat Hallwell realize his issues and make a switch? So when you see that Free (laughs) Hernandez added Robert Tanyan and dropped Irv Smith Jr., uh, that happened while that was going on. The 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 it was so incisive the review of the game that Hallwell realized he needed to make a change right then and there and did so. Um, Brother Hallwell, we, uh, we appreciate the analysis. Also want a secondary point, uh, Pat, uh, you know, you have an IR spot, right? Are you planning to utilize that at all or? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in too many leagues. That's what I've, that's what I've decided. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so, so let's break that, that down just quickly um where does this one rank then if uh clearly you've neglected everything that's happening in in terms in terms of what i don't know you, you said i'm in too many leagues clearly you don't care about this one so how many others mean more to you than this this one should mean a lot i think yeah. they they're all you know i feel like a parent like oh i love all my children um but this one is like getting into drugs apparently and i'm just like i don't know how to love you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay well next matchup um mike we'll throw it back to you your second matchup is uh not on here because it's jay's jay actually has to do the uh, the next matchup which is uh gertie versus our guest tonight um so jay why is uh who's gonna bre- who, who's gonna take the the who's gonna hey jay who's gonna take the win on that one <laughs> Listen, this is an interesting matchup because we've got a lot of issues when it comes to the buy. When we look at Brother Hallwell, Zeke Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, all play on the same team. And that team's on buy this week, which is a problem for Mr. Michael Hallwell. But he's also facing a team that's got a bunch of issues in uh, the fact that Garoppolo and Ayuk are both on buy. And it's not buys, it's issues. It's uh, Jamar Chase and Matt Ryan's not even playing. So we've got a bunch of fun stuff between Gertie and Busty McThunder. I think the reason we're all pushing for Busty here, are we all pushing for Busty here? Yeah, of course we are. Um, Justin Jefferson looking great. The Kenyon Drake pickup only for 10. Get out of here. And he's got two QBs playing. It's fun stuff. When I look over at Gertie, Gertie's got Jacksonville's uh, QB, Trevor Lawrence, who has been average, um, going against the Raiders, who are terrible. So we could get some points there. But um, his second QB is 
backup Indianapolis Colts running back, Deion Jackson, who had that really great game. You guys may have remembered when Jonathan Taylor was out. Um, Jonathan Taylor's not out, as far as we know so far, for this game. Now, could Dante Foreman put up three uh, touchdowns again? It's possible. It's definitely possible. Ramondre Stevenson has been very strong, and he's got the Cooper Cup factor. But when I look at these two teams, it's not enough um, to uh, unseat uh, Michael Hallwell, who will go on to win this game. Mike, any thoughts? I think this may be the first time you've actually guys you guys have picked me to win. All season. Maybe ever. Gertie does that to us. Maybe ever, which may jinx me. Uh, But no, you're absolutely – Jay, bang on, man. The one drawback of uh, picking a lot of players on the same team, when I draft, I don't give two fucks about bye weeks until those bye weeks roll around. (laughs) I got got real lucky with everything you you said with bye weeks, injuries, like – it's honestly going to be a roll of the dice here, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then it just takes Gertie rostering a shit roster like this for us to finally pick you, so you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you, Steven. Um, I got the last matchup. It's, uh, it's a co-host on Co-host Crime, Jay versus Mike. Um, I, have, uh, I have Commissioner Jay taking the win. At quarterback, we have Jalen Hurts and Andy Dalton playing for Jay against Mar- Marcus Mariota, Justin Herbert. I actually think that's a fairly even matchup. Um, I guess <sighs> Dalton's playing Baltimore, which is is a tough go. Mariota's playing the Chargers. Uh, I think I think Mariota is able to take the the running game to the um, for some fantasy points. So I give the edge to Pelt uh, at wide receiver. Uh, Jay has Waddle, Godwin, and Palmer off of the Chargers. Versus Mike's uh, Jacoby Myers, Chris Olav, and Drake London. Um, even though Palmer is basically a no-name wide receiver, I think the top-tier talent that ha- um, Jay has for wide receivers uh, blows the other competition out of the water. Um, at running back, Jay has Travis Etienne, who has arrived, everybody. He is here. And we talk about league winners. Etienne falls into that category big time this year. If he can stay healthy, I think um, I think you'll see a lot of teams that win the championship have Etienne on their on their roster um, at the end of, end of it. Uh, Damian Pierce as well uh, ver- versus Kenneth Walker and Caleb Huntley. I don't understand the uh, um, the momentum around Huntley right now. I thought Algiers was the the guy, so this feels like a little bit of like bye week uh, desperation going on. Um, Two solid tight ends, uh, not not always the matchup that we have, but um, Dallas Goddard for Jay versus Mike's Kyle Pitts. Um, Kyle Pitts is like kind of heating up, like it might be too early to say that, uh, but Goddard is um, playing on one of the best teams. He seems to be active in the in the the game plan each and every week. So I'm gonna give it to Goddard in the flex for both of them. It's kind of. Uh, it, parallel lineups because you got James Robinson who got um, moved to the Jets versus Naheem Hines who just got moved to the um, the Bills they're both like supporting running backs so honestly it's like a coin flip there I probably would give it to Mike though I I, I just think Hines is the is the better runner Uh, and then the defenses are uh, the Dolphins against Chicago for Jay versus uh, the Rams against Tampa Bay uh, and the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Uh, I'm going to give that to Miami. So I got uh, I got Jay winning that. Um, just of note, Jay literally has every position on his bench on a bye this week, um, and missing some like top tier talent. So if uh, if Jay's able to get a win, I think that pretty much makes the the rest of the season pretty good for him to get to playoffs. He's he's getting some good reinforcements here. So watch out for Jay. I, I I'm I'm really liking Jay's lineup right now, actually. So. Um, but that's my analysis. Uh, gentlemen, would you like to uh, say anything to refute or uh, applaud my choices? No, I think uh, you, you can have your opinions, we'll call them. And uh, you got to sleep at night, not me. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. That's why we play the game. And uh, Caleb Huntley is going to go for at least two tutties on Sunday. So uh, you heard it here first. Okay. I uh, just want to clarify, Mike, you have stated live on our podcast that you do not sleep. 
No, you got to sleep making those opinions and those choices. So oh, not me. okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I do have to sleep. Well, yeah, like everybody that. has to. You would die yeah, if you didn't. Exactly. Jay? Uh, so educational on this podcast. Big time. I just, uh, yeah, I really, really agree with everything that you said, Hall. Hell yeah. We like we like that easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh that's it, guys. We got our we got our predictions done. We're just we're gonna ignore the the last matchup or uh sorry, I thought that was six. No, uh I mean Curtis and the fish are somewhat irrelevant, but we probably should analyze the matchup. We did. Uh, oh, I see what I did. I see what I did. I gave Mike, my brother, the Holly and Suds mm-hmm. analysis, which is fine, I, which is fine. So, Mike, that's your second one. Pelt, Pelt, this is your second one. Break down Curtis versus the fish. Well, I'm uh, not ready to break it down. Mike Hallwell was ready to break it down. So I want I want to hear his analysis because this was his game. Yeah. OK, sweet. I'm real ready. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. This one's a little tighter than the previous uh, previous one you had me do. Uh, all right, quarterback can't go against Mahomes. Rogers is just sucking a bag of dicks right now. Geno Smith is a mad dog. Uh, fuck, you know what? The QB is actually a lot. I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Swedish Fish the QB battle, but that motherfucker didn't doesn't have a full lineup. He's done. done. Curtis, you're gonna get your third one of the year. <laughs> Running backs though. Uh, you know, this is actually quite a really it's an interesting matchup. Like these are actually I like these teams. I'm surprised these guys have the records they do. Uh, we got Aaron Jones and Swift for the Swedish Fish and Jacobson Taylor uh, on Curtis's team. Um, I'm a big Aaron Jones fan. Um, Swift is uh, Swift can fucking ball. So I'm I, I'm fuck. I'm gonna give it to Hussein. I'm gonna give. It, Hussein's getting all these wins. Like Andrews got Andrews versus Waller. Andrews is obviously the better player there. Uh, you got Carter Williams. Ah, uh, you know, actually interesting. So you got the two running backs for Detroit going on either side here. Like Swift can ball, but Williams just you know he's no uh, he's no slug himself and seems to uh, get a lot. He finds the end zone quite a bit. So um, you know on the flex probably can go either way. Um, you know, I would lean to uh, the Swedish fish, but, you know, just that unacceptable uh, not not having a full lineup ready to go is just something I cannot get past and will not get past. So I'm going to give it to Curtis. Congratulations, Curtis. You're going to get it. Well, hell yeah. Way to save my bacon there, everybody. Uh, I, I was uh, I was out of step. Out of, I don't know. Maybe Maybe I do need to reflect on my own uh mood and energy and and kind of presence um i thought i thought i had to uh take on the world but as it usually does the world has won again so um thank you thank you to all the people that support me and and humble me uh and make sure that i'm taking my medication um Mike, I think, uh, or Brother Hallwell, I think we want to we want to throw it back to you first. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on to the uh, the podcast. Really appreciate the the late notice of it and um, showing up and finally airing your piece about um, your relationship with Ryan, your relationship with Nolan, which uh, spoiler alert is is non existent with both of them currently. I don't even can say they're going south, but thank you, God, because there's, it's not there. You can't. It's rock bottom. Right. And these guys are pieces of shit. And I think we all know it. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm brave enough to put it out there in the open. And you are. Guys, it is. It is extremely. And brave. I know what everyone listening. They can't see it. But everyone, everyone on this call is nodding their head and agreeing. So uh, it's, it's, out true. There, it's true. It's true. Pleasure. But thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, always a pleasure. Love the podcast. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Jay. Anything you want to add before we sign off here? 
Uh, as you said, uh, much thanks to uh, to Brother Hallwell uh, for coming on the podcast, uh, making time for us in his busy schedule. Really appreciate it. The, the incisive analysis that led to real change, immediate change in one team's lineup, be the change that you want to see. And, and he's uh, the living truth there. Um, obviously, a, a, little, a little tickle for our listeners. Hey, tune in next week when we bring in our brand new segment, Spotlight a League Manager, uh, with yours truly, the commissioner. Um, I don't want anybody to have to kind of go through this like oh like you know the commissioner's not even gonna do it himself yeah he is he's gonna be the first one up he's the leader of this fucking outfit so proud to do that proud to to share myself uh, with all of you uh those who will take some of me uh i can't wait to do it um happy football this weekend everybody um looking forward to a good one some in the league are jumping at the chance to take all all of jay man i was gonna make that same joke um well mike you'll have to think of another one with your sign off final comments right now just look forward to hearing about jay and uh, all of him or a little bit of him or any piece of him um and that's all i've got for tonight because it is past my bedtime and uh, we've got to we've got to call it wraps i know it's early out west where you guys are yummy everybody what a what a scrumptious episode we've had um yeah i don't know i 10 out of 10 i think is the mark i'm gonna give it just nailed it fucking great energy all the way through see ya